the fire. Today, I really want for you and I to throw one another some interesting, non-threatening questions that anyone can use to open a conversation or make a conversation more engaging. And I think it'll be fun. So are you up for it? Are you prepared for where this might go? No, I'm I'm really not. (laughs) Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. Hello, hello everybody. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And welcome to Through the Fire, where we are on the case to tackle the tough issues and the chaos in the culture today with some psychological and theological explanations and applications. And applications. That's right. So looking back at this year, it was another one that seemed to overwhelm people. Mm-hmm. And and it felt at times as though our lives were being dictated to in ways that we often had no control over. Mm-hmm. But But even then... We need to remind ourselves that we have a lot of choices over the things that really matter in our lives. So as in that vein, I want to say, so as the dawn of another new year, here is another opportunity again mm-hmm. to focus on what really matters. Right. And in this case, it's the relationships we have in our lives. Right? Yeah. So we can focus our attention on you on having more interesting, lighter, or deeper, more satisfying conversations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love this idea when you're talking about, because, you know, it's the New Year's and it's coming up on that. And I was thinking about what you were saying about our program today, and I was reading You were thinking about, about what I was saying? Yeah, you know. Really? Yeah, when you, you brought that to my attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, when you bring things to my attention. I, while waving <laughs> I pom-poms. I pay attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading about Thomas Sowell. You know, he's a very popular conservative oh, commentator on culture, economics, politics. Very and smart he, man. Yeah, and he talked about why he retired recently, and, and he just said it this way. He said he and his friends got away for a long weekend in the mountains. They fished, they talked, they refreshed each other with, you know, just being in their company. They didn't read a newspaper, didn't watch TV, check the Internet. And when they returned home, they found out how rejuvenated they were because they focused on, you know, their attention on their friendships. And, and it, it just seems that our modern way of life, you know, the scripted concerns and issues, it tempts us to neglect the one thing that matters most, our relationship to God and our relationships with those closest to our lives. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I love this challenge. Hey, step back mm-hmm. and make sure that those things are attended to. Right. And, and sometimes the world gets away from us or we allow that to happen, right? Oh, yeah. So or, I, or you were tackling the big issues of the day when we we really should be focused on a lot of the things that are right in front of us. That's right. right. And that's why I want our listeners to take up a challenge with, with us today. Okay, look out. Here it comes. <laughs> to have some fun <laughs> in intentionally getting to know the one you love even better this year okay. or the ones you love even better this year by taking time purposely, like you said, putting down those phones, turning off the TV, putting the news in its proper place, and engaging anew in the journey of becoming more acquainted with the ones you you know who are dear to you. You know, and like I said, I know that we talk a lot about the politics uh, of the things that are going on, a lot about the things that should rightly concern us in our in our culture. And and by the way, folks, we're not going to stop talking about that That's stuff. That's right. That's important. But it's always important. Not just you to know, talk, but to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there are real challenges in the culture for sure. Sure. But I think you're right. We, we've got to attend to the things that really matter too, even so that we can be ready for those things. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, there's a movie that's out 
about Kurt Warner's life. Oh, uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, he, he, he went from bagging groceries to a Super Bowl champion in the NFL. He's a great, great guy. And one of the things that they always talk about about when they leave football is they miss the huddle. Mm-hmm. They miss, in, whether they win or whether they lose, they love being with a bunch of guys to try to accomplish something. It's the that's relationships. Right. And so that's what we're talking about today. A lot of good things are happening, but it's our relationships that should always have priority. Mm-hmm. Because when all is said and done, that is all you really have. That's true. And we need to nurture and nourish our existing relationships. Mm-hmm. But also, right now, many are struggling with how to even engage with people they don't even know. Right. And, you know, conversation is an art form, and some people have that skill set naturally embedded in their DNA, you know, like me. <laughs> and others could use some helpful tips. See, now, now you, can you see the challenge that's coming up here? I mean, come on now. Can we edit this out of the program? No, no, okay. we will not. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, there are some people that, you know, could use some tips and some right. new tools in their toolbox well, for how to, you know, engage in other, you know, people that they don't even know or enter into a group conversation, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, the one way to enlarge and our strength and, you know, our social circles of, of support is to have good conversations. Right. So today I really want for you and I to, to throw one another some interesting, non-threatening questions that anyone can use to open a conversation or make a conversation more engaging. And I think it'll be fun. So are you up for it? Are you prepared for the, where this might go? No, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> we can edit out anything I don't like. But. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Is she the executive producer yes, or not? I, actually, I thought we were co-hosting. No. Well, no, I mean, no. sure. You know, listen, I, I, I've always been up for the challenge. I've told you this many times, uh, up for the challenges that you said before me, even when I'm reticent to go, because <laughs> there, there's always a payoff at the other end. And it does amaze me. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we've been married 36 years, mm-hmm. you know, and we're still learning about mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this idea that you can't learn about each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to learn about each other every year. So, yeah, let's go learn about those who are closest to us. Let's learn some new things um, by asking a few questions and taking time to listen to the answers. That's right. Taking time to Uh-oh. listen. That's I, a really important did, part. Is it, did you emphasize that? Just yes, a I did. Okay. I, I emphasized it again. Let me okay. do it thrice. Listen to the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's okay. the question. Here's, okay. I'm going to set the first question. You're going to okay? set the tone. And this is something everybody can ask, and it, it's something that everyone has an answer to. Right. Okay? And, okay. and, and, it, and the reason I like this question is because it tells you a lot about the person when they tell you their answer. Okay. Things that you never knew, and then you can even elaborate and ask them, why is it? Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what book has influenced you the most? Well, I've got a three-part answer to that. Already? <laughs> That fast? You don't even have to think? <laughs> no, I mean, the one that gets it jumps right out. I mean, and, and a lot of people say, oh, that's a cop-out because blah, 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 you're a pastor. But it is the Bible. I mean, the first thing is it, it and it's, the reason why I had to lead with that is because here's what people always say to me. Well, you're a pastor. You have to say that. Mm-hmm. That really bugs me mm-hmm. because, no, I didn't. I didn't have to say that. When I was in college, I, had, I didn't have any. I was going to be, you know, I was going in all these different paths for my life and everything. And each one of them, I could see where I was going to go. And people started challenging my faith at university. And I went and I started reading the Bible again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I saw how incredible the message was. Mm-hmm. And it finally drove me into the ministry. I'm probably kicking and screaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. And people sometimes think the Bible is just a how-to book about doing this or that. No, it's a book about freedom. It's a book about 
Love, it's a book that actually makes all the other things in your life really worth it. Right, worth it. And so it. to me, I was like, that, that's, that's got to be the best book to read, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's probably one that you know people might say, well, all Christians will say that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll give you a couple other books. Mm-hmm. But it's important to understand why that book is so incredible. Right. It makes your life meaningful. Every other thing you think is important right. becomes even more important if you understand the Bible's mm-hmm. view of things. And every other thing becomes less important if you don't know the Bible's mm-hmm. version of that. So. That's the first thing I wanted to say. But this, the other one was, uh, there's this guy named Chesterton. I love his book. It's called Heretics and Orthodoxy. And if you've never read Chesterton, he was a newspaper guy who hated the church when he was young mm-hmm. and became one of its greatest defenders when he was old. And I love guys older. who are older, mm-hmm. who are witty, mm-hmm. who are funny. Who, and he, he took on all comers. He had dialogues with some of the great thinkers of his day who happened to be atheists and the mm-hmm. like. Just a great, great, great book. And I, I find myself going back to that book over and over and over again because it says things in ways I go, wow, that is a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. And Chesterton's like that. And then if it's just for fun, you know, I'm a Clancy guy. Mm-hmm. I love all the Clancy novels. Yeah, you always have to have the hard copies. Clear, you can't just, I got yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah. Devin got me that first edition, you yes. know, and I was like, yes. That's our daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but again, so clear and present danger. Rainbow Six is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. So those are my, I went Bible. Here's a, a little bit more of an academic book. And then what do I read for fun? Mm-hmm. Those are good answers. Those are really good. Those are good answers? You're right. Hey, wait a minute. Now let's check that. Those are good (laughs) answers. (laughs) Well, and and here's another thing. You should never rate someone's answer. (laughs) (laughs) I just made a a, major faux pas. Okay. But I I really appreciate, how about this? I appreciate your answers. Thank you so much. Well, and you probably, I probably pushed you around a little bit. You're like, oh, I can't, I could see that, but not that way. You know, the way I said it, maybe. No. No? Or you already knew that about me? No, I didn't. But I, 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 of course, the first one, but the other one's not Well, of course, my Life is an open book. Oh, brother. <laughs> okay, so okay, what's your let's favorite get off. Book? Okay, let me let me share mine. <laughs> so, of course, absolutely, and I'm not just saying it. Uh, I agree with you. Number one, I wholeheartedly believe and agree with you in that first one, right? With okay. the scripture, with the Bible. Okay. The Bible is. That's why I married you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to say anything. Okay. But, <laughs> but, right. but honestly, of mm-hmm. course, I mean, the Bible um, has been, for me, the most important book I've ever gotten to know mm-hmm. um, because it, it, it teaches you about how to live life and the whole meaning of life. And mm-hmm. it's the only thing that you can really rely on and that there's certainty in, right. in an ever-changing world. Right. Now, aside from that, I'll say as I grew up and grew older and started reading the two books, and this is really interesting because they were written by a, a woman who was not a believer in, in Christ, and I'm talking about two books by Ayn Rand, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. Those have changed my life. I try to read it, um, at least Atlas Shrugged, once a year, just like I read some of my other favorites. you know. Um, but that one book, it taught me about how to think. It taught me about individualism. It taught me about uh, freedom to choose, about standing up for your beliefs, um, for even to the point of having to sacrifice things that you really want and not compromising for things you really believe in. And and you, we all have an option to do that. And I, you know, growing up the way I did and the culture that I did, you, you and especially as a woman, you're taught usually to go along and appease and not, you know, create any upheaval. And that was the first time I really read something. And of course, the the the, uh, the, the main characters in both are male, but it didn't matter because uh, 
I saw what they went through, and it, it really taught me how to think and about individuality, when I never had really thought about that before because everything was group think. Yeah, well, people need to understand, too, that individuality and hyper-individualism are two different things. Right. You know, being the unique person you were created and redeemed to be is a very beautiful thing mm -hmm. because you're always trying to do what Christ wants you to do. Right, you and know. that's not easy in this world today. Correct, absolutely. And, and so, you know, some, some of us just be quiet and go along. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you really... You really shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's not necessarily humility. Right. Yeah, which people. So you know, the, mm -hmm. so learning that, you know, there's a price to pay for some of the things, but being willing to do it because you you have to sit there and think, like you were saying, you know, when you were in college, you you were challenged to sure. to revisit what your value and what you believe in, and Scripture did that whenever you tried to address certain things in your in your uh, university classes. Right. Today you can't. I mean, even in some so-called you know, Christian universities, you can't. Yeah, this even... was University of Michigan where yeah. I went. And, you know, yeah. you're right. You can't, you you would be, you'd probably lose your career if you did right. it today. But I tell you what, Atlas Shrugged uh, just changed my life. That mm. and the Fountainhead. And I use it a lot whenever I teach ethics for, for kids. And then later on in life, uh, you know, Nathaniel Brandon, who was one of her students and, and, and ended up taking uh, her next, you know, taking her books further to towards objectivism, he was also a psychologist, and he was one of my mentors. And at the end of his life, I was fortunate enough to be there, and he was not a believer. And I, I would always talk to him about prayer because through his, the struggles he was going through, I wasn't there when he passed away, but I, I, I pray that he did see Christ because I know Christ was in the room, and I pray you know he received him at the end. I don't know if that happened, but I would have would like to think so. Yeah. But those two books were the ones that really changed changed my my life, influenced my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Powerful things. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, another question. Um, you know, I, I know we've been teasing a lot lately mm -hmm. about superheroes. <laughs> uh, so my question for you is, what superpower would you like to have for one day? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a tough one because there's so many good choices. Well, there are. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm, okay, I'm going to guess. No, I'm going to say, for me, the, I guess the most obvious would be teleporting. Teleporting. And for, for people that oh. might not know what that is, that's, you know, um, like a, being able to beam yourself across space yeah, and time. Yeah, like a Star Trek thing. Or space and distance. Right. I wish it was time. I always think of it as space, distance, you know, and time. You always, yeah, you you love period pieces. You would I like do. to go back in time. I do. So uh, if there's another word for that, then maybe our listeners know they can shoot me what that real <laughs> word is. But yeah. I think teleporting is actually just across uh, space and distance, okay. um, not really uh, time. But I would throw time in there because I really, really like that idea of being able to visit different places, see different, uh, you know, people in their element. Yeah, you are. That's that. Is, that typifies the kind of life you like to live. Yeah. I mean, when we lived in New York, there was, I mean, it's like the whole world had been teleported there, you know, and, and yeah. I just, you were in your element. It was a culture crunch. Yeah, you were in your element. It was like, oh, new people to get to know, new yeah. things to get to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I love that. But, yeah. you know, there, there's an old, uh, the first time that teleporting was ever, ever actually talked about was in a novel from 1897. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was called To Venus in Five Seconds. And it was uh, by, I think the author was either Fred Jane or Jane Fred. I can't remember. But anyway, the protagonist is beamed to Venus by some kind of contraption. How come he didn't get to go to Mars? Because well, men know, are from so, Mars so and women are from Venus. But <laughs> <laughs> with the recent space explorations that have happened, you've had William Shatner being shot up there in Bezos. You know, you think, oh, I'd like to go up there and just see what this what this looks like in God's creation, it's a right? Different perspective, that's right? for sure, sure. But I would love to do teleportation across across.
across, you know, space, distance, and time. I think that would be fabulous. And mm. and then if I could engage, that would be even better, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. love that. Let me change your universe. Uh, hello, no, my not name. change. It's experience <laughs> no, and I, engage. I, I, well, but every see, yeah. but that is. But every time you. Uh, come into a situation. Okay. The situation is changed. Okay. You know and, how they say? Yeah, but I always change everything for the better. Is that the way yeah. it is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Oh, what's yours? Oh, what's well, now I created my own power. What superpower <laughs> would you have for one day? Just I one would, day, that's all you that's have. That's it. Well, the power to understand how emotion and reason go together. <laughs> because, you know, when you try to You're love, trying to understand me? <laughs> did I say that? Did I say that? Well, relational versus analytical. Uh, how do I get across? Yeah. No, I mean, when Adam, you know, says to Eve that, that uh, she's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, he was talking about understanding himself mm-hmm. as he learned how to care for her. Her, right, mm. and mm. it's the same thing for Eve, by the way. You know, <laughs> what goes around comes around. You know, but my so in some sense, learning and caring for her helped him understand him, introduce himself to himself. If you can think that through for a minute, um, and the challenge today is that even then we saw things different. Men and women see things differently. Um, Absolutely, but things have been corrupted because of our sin. And so um, I think every man would love to have that power, and I do think women would love to have that power too. Um, so I, you know, even in our conversations, I oftentimes think about what it would have been like to have a sister in my family. Mm-hmm. You say that a lot. You know, because we had all boys. And mm-hmm. then you had all girls, and right. it would be what it would have been like to have a brother mm-hmm. who was part of your family. Kick him out. Yeah, because, you know, brothers defending and protecting their <laughs> sisters, sisters helping focus the boys about relationship, communication stuff. Now, I think that would be a superpower. That really would be. And I'm kind it? of right? I, I kind of like that. Do you that. like this? Yeah, I do. Because I just thought about this and I thought how much trouble I could get into so by saying this. So what's that called? <laughs> what's it called? Wisdom. The traditional superpower I'd like to have is I'd love to be able to fly. I suppose that's like teleporting. Just like... go go where you want to go. Bang. Okay. Yeah, be there. All right. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. So here's another one. Okay. Okay. What smell? Oh, this is a challenge come for you. <laughs> okay. What smell brings back great memories? You know, if, if you're listening, that there's this, this is kind of a joke a little bit. It's a little bit ironic because I can't smell anything. Uh, <laughs> well, at least I couldn't when we were younger because I just didn't, you know, my, my nose didn't work right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was although, broken. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it was broken. So for many years, sm- <laughs> smells, both good and bad, were mm-hmm. not part of my experience. And mm-hmm. so if you've ever had pressure headaches and nasal pressure, you know what I'm talking talking about. Now, this guy, a doctor said, I can fix that. And a lot of times people say it doesn't work. He did fix it. Remember, I came home after he worked on that afternoon or that next day. I, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I love the smell of pine. Mm-hmm. You know, I always I have too. loved that. And growing up in Michigan, there's a lot of that. And so that's why I think I love Christmas, bringing the tree into the house. It wasn't just the lights. It was the smells. Uh, it was great. Um, I, I guess it also reminds me that of what it's like to be outside. I love to be outside. Mm-hmm. We got big pine trees in the back of our house mm-hmm. right now, and I love that. And of course, the other thing is the smells of the kitchen. Now I really can appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's turkey and stuffing at Thanksgiving, carne asada any time of year, <laughs> or chorizo any morning with coffee, the best part of waking up is not Folgers in your cup, it's chorizo with your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Because I know, now I'm turning it over to the person who can differentiate 100 different smells uh, in, in one sitting. I only, I'm only going to say two. Okay. Well, maybe three. Um 
One, of course, is pine. I I love. Oh, you do too. Love, love. Oh gosh, yes. Is that I why just, we got married again too? It's beautiful. We it's both love. It's pine. just. It's just love. It's mm. just love. That's what it represents. And mm. the other thing, and I know you'll get a kick out of this, is burnt bread. Ah, I love burnt toast. This is where we diverge. I love it. It reminds me of being in my grandmother's kitchen. Yeah, my grandmother was always scraping it off the mine, bread. Mine would scrape, but then I would tell her to leave it on, and then she would just put butter on it. Okay. And she would pour me well, my little coffee with a lot one, of milk and sugar because I was a little girl. Okay. And I... Love it. That's another thing that just says love to me. I I love burnt burned bread, toast burned says, toast, okay. and pine. Yeah, wow. that's it. That's, you know, the funny thing but about this. But that's so good because when you ask those kinds of questions, then people share something that's really meaningful to them. Well, this, but it also shows how you've got to learn how to love what other people love because in my experience, burnt bread meant grandma messed it up. <laughs> So bravo for Grandma because she was still making you something because she loved you. No. And and, And she was still kicking it. And she would say, Gregory, scrape that off and put some butter on it. It'll be fine. Now you're saying, leave it on. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. No, no. So you just have to learn. You have to learn to appreciate it. So when we do have pizza now, just to let you know, she I burn half of it and she adores it. I do. And the other part is for me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, now now your turn to ask me a question. All right. So here's a a question. And I think this is going to be a challenge. Okay. Because it's tough to think this through. Okay. Uh, would you rather be twice as smart or twice as happy? God, that's a hard one, too. Yeah, we got to do it. Okay, twice as smart or twice as happy. Of course, everybody wants to be happy. But here's what I think for me hmm. personally, right? Hmm. For me personally, okay. I would rather be twice as smart. Okay. Now, I know a lot of very, very smart people, like, for example, Ayn Rand died, you know, being very disgruntled and disappointed. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that... that that are that way. But I think if I was really, really smart and also a person of great faith, I think I believe more than I really believe that then I would be more purposeful and I would be more effective and everything I do. And that I would feel happy because I think chasing happiness isn't always the best thing. And I think well, you would feel fulfilled. And so happiness probably. Well, if you're chasing be, happiness, that yeah. would be wrong. But so, I mean, if you could be, you knew you were going to be twice as happy. Yeah, but you know, I you mean, know? but but then no, I th- I still think being twice as smart for me. Oh, you must have. That. I'm going <laughs> the exact opposite direction. Okay, so that's saying for me. Did you notice that I said for me? No, I know. And this and is we don't a, need to rate I'm, one I'm learning something about there you my go. beautiful wife. Uh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're supposed to say, and I'm learning something about my adoring husband. And I'm supposed to hey, say, uh, no, no, adoring no, is not a good adjective. Don't me. That's a Seinfeld episode. Okay. <laughs> well, what is yours? Tell me. Okay. You. Now, here, see, and here's where I go with it because cha- I, I agree, chasing happiness because happiness is a result. Mm-hmm. So you never chase happiness. Oh, uh, maybe the do. maybe the word should have been uh, maybe I should have said twice as smart or twice as joyful because mm-hmm. joy joy is something that you have no matter the circumstance. That's but anyway, right. I said again, this is an interesting one because uh, most people would say okay. smart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they think being smarter leads to happiness. Now, in a perfect Perfect world, I would agree with that. But in a sinful world, oh, so I'm sinful because I chose that. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) In a sin, when when a world's corrupt, the more you know about it, sometimes it overwhelms you. Absolutely. That's why I said a person of faith. Yeah. Well, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. You put faith in there, Mm -hmm. and and so you so you are already curving it. But you know, Mm -hmm. one of the things I the more because both of us have taken had a lot of school. You know, we've gone to a lot of school and stuff. We've read a lot of books. But one of the things, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing so that really happens. So really, 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 really smart people realize how really not smart they really mm-hmm. are. Uh, and that's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. 
or you're overwhelmed with the knowledge that you now have that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So I think being twice as happy would be that you have a perspective mm-hmm. that you need to have to deal with things mm-hmm. in the world in which we live. So, for example, you know, I read a story just recently about the corruption in government and how it may be coming to the point where it will really truly be revealed and it's going to blow our minds. Mm-hmm. And the work I do in D.C. now, sometimes I really wish I didn't know a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. I now know. Sure. Okay. Sure. So I think that's that's why, um, you know, the thing about happiness, if happiness were a state of being, not mm-hmm. just something we chase, it would be, you know, have that so you can handle it. So I think the Bible, that's why I think this program's been about focusing on the first things first, your relationship to God, your relationship to each other. Let that be your focus. And with that attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. or double the happiness, I think I can handle the information, whatever comes my way. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. I think we were answering it the, kind of the same way, just from a different perspective. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, if bit. not, we'll work it out, and you'll come to my way of thinking. No, so. I won't. <laughs> remember, uh, remember, I love the fountainhead and Atlas Shrugs. Yeah, and these I'm, are the I'm kinds of things firm. you're going to have to learn that sometimes <laughs> coffee doesn't end well. <laughs> Where's the, co- the toast? Okay. But you do get to learn from each other. Um, so, again, you know, so just having that perspective, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. I, I think I just made my New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think well, I think this is a lot of fun, and I and yeah. I got to know a few things about you, I, so I yeah. appreciate you doing this with me. Yeah, you know, it was a pleasure. Kind of like the I old newlywed game, right? We yeah. kind of learned a little bit of things yeah. about each other. Yeah. So uh, I hope that all of our listeners, that all of you, have a, you know, create great conversations this holiday and New Year. And and Greg and I wish you all a very blessed yes, and happy New Year. Yes, we do. And with all that's going on around us, never forget the gifts that are right in front of you. Mm-hmm the relationships with those you love and those uh, that love you and the God who makes our life worth living. Yes. And as always, remember there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. <laughs> and I'm Greg. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and Happy New Year. See you. See you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org.